I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid to answer! <laughs> It's April 26, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 143. And on the lamb, expecting the unexpected, I'm Abel Kirby. And as imaginary as the square root of negative one, I'm cold acid. It has been a hell of a day. Man, I almost didn't make it to the show at all. The traffic was wound up around the uh, only on-ramp that gets me home. And it was just absolutely crazy. Everyone was crazy today. We had a we had a lady, apparently, a lady in a minivan running from the cops. Um, somehow driver van through the grass behind the building at work. That's fantastic. Nice. I mean, I was this close to being on cops, I guess, but this is uh, this is the era we live in. Ladies driving minivans, speeding around corners in uh, in business parks. It must have did been. Did you see any? Did you see any of this from uh, from where you from where you were? I only saw it with my third eye. But those wheels yeah. were two on the road, two in the air. Did you hear it? I only heard it with my third ear. But that yeah, engine was uh-huh. revving. But I bet I bet it sounded something like this. Uh, if it'll play, <laughs> there's nothing. There it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best police chases can always be put to yakety sax. Yakety sax. I love my yakety sax. It's a great song. <laughs> Fits with it the, is. It's it's you know it's a joke in itself. Like I said, the best police chases can always be put to yakety sacks. And after you're done with the police chase, you know what you want? Ice cold. I know what I want. Haritos. Ah, I got you on that one. He needs a senior. Hmm. And it is. Uh, oh, this is this is. There's no Spanish on the on the labels for the ones here. <laughs> It's all English and French. Haritos. What, what is what is fruit punch in Spanish? In Mexican. <laughs> fruit punch. Uh, it sounds like Punchos de fruits. <laughs> Punchos de fruits. El squasho and smasho, the uh, juicy saxo. That's what it. That's Spanish for fruit. <laughs> is the juicy sack. Uh, checks out for me. <laughs> Oh Lord! Uh, Serp- Serpent says in the chat, "It's El Pancho de los Frutos." <laughs> yes. Uh, so this automotive story, I just want to wrap this up because uh, I started on it, and on my way home, I couldn't get on the on ramp, and so I just kept going, and I went the next exit up, and I started discovering something. I-, I hit one of those exits, you know, it's on the same highway you drive every day, but. It's not one that you go down. And this is the first time I went down this one. It was like a little adventure. So I was creeping around, you know, creep, just creep, beep, beep. But I thought maybe I'd stop instead of sitting in the car and looking for uh, looking for that traffic to clear. Maybe I go inside somewhere and sit inside and watch for the traffic to clear. And so I said, I don't know. There's uh, not a lot of places, but I saw a couple different uh, restaurants. I, I saw some chumetto, as you might know. Uh, some, some, some what? Some chumetto. And we it's had you know, look in your code book, dude. It's oh, a, <laughs> there's a code book now. We, there's a code are book. Are we spies? Now. I think we're spies. And so we're, we're I decided probably the worst spies in all of podcasting history. And I went in there, and and it was just another traffic jam. 
I got up there and there was a big line of cars all around the building. And I'm sitting there saying, I'm out of the first traffic jam, into the second traffic jam. It's bullshit. So I'm going to try my luck. I got a little better last time. So I jumped out of line again and I went outside the back entrance and it was like this woodsy road. And you know what I saw uh, further down? Like, I went out. You couldn't see anything. And I turned right. I'm going down this road. There's nothing there. It's like the backs of other buildings. You know what was there? Another Chumetto. Ah. Another one. And I kept and so I kept going. And there's like three of these things. And I ended up at a uh, Rooster's restaurant at the end of it. I mean, th- that was Never the end. Rooster's. Yeah, it's a local chain. And uh, so I, I sat at the bar and I got a chicken, uh, chicken wrap and watched the traffic jam. Uh, turns out you can see most of it from the road, so or from the window. But huh. anyway, I I just thought that was that was such a little adventure because I had no idea where anything was. And as I was going back, I thought this was like some empty lot. The the more I went back, I started seeing like more and more like uh, just places pop up, like restaurants and, and store. I saw an Olive Garden that was just in the in the back. There's no way to get to it. You can't see it. It was so weird. Yeah, you know, like, you know what I expect to see when I go traveling down the back roads? Uh, Abandoned amusement parks full of clowns. Clowns? That's clowns. Un- that's unexpected. It is. Yes. <laughs> except, except in abandoned amusement parks. Yes. In those places, you do. They are expected. Mm. Let's see. Um, Apparently, I should have been expecting backstreet bitches. <laughs> Backstreet bitches. Man, you don't even read your code book before the show. I can tell already. You didn't even look at it once. Uh, I didn't even realize there was a code book. You don't read you don't read my notes? You don't know about the code book? I I read your notes. Speaking of which, I forgot my notes over at the printer. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> oh well, we got mine to work off. I mean, I got a lot of operations that we can go down today. And uh, I think that's the main thing now is we have operations. Operations. I have operations. Like, you know, like like when you're when you're pulling plastic bits out of the plastic guy with the with the wired up tweezers. <laughs> yes, a Charlie horse. It's true. It is an operation. Now that game was one that scared children. Well, I mean, look at the fucking artwork on the thing. Of course, it would scare children. <laughs> he has a Charlie horse. That's a literal horse. We had a uh, another game that was also scary to some children. That was called what was it called? Panic, or it was called. <laughs> No, panic is something else. Uh, that's what kids do on their own. This was called, not Trouble? It wasn't Trouble. That was Popomatic. Anyway, it was this game where you put all the shapes inside. It's kind of reverse operation. You know, some kinds of operations, you're taking things out of people. And this is a different kind of operation where you're putting things in, into them. And anyway, I like putting things into the ladies. You've got to put all these yellow shapes into the blue holes. And... Lude. And there's a timer, and you have to get everything in before it pops and it blows everything up everywhere. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know this game you're talking about. Yeah. I forget the name of it, too. It's like Panic or something. Or, uh, and you got you to gotta put them all in, and because they're different shapes, you got to make sure that they're like lined up properly and everything. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, C- C2 symmetry in there. They make I bet it on you it's purpose. Another, it's an, it's, I bet you it's also owned by Hasbro. Yeah. Like everything else. It's another one. Probably. So, I don't know. We got some stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, fuck. What game is that? It was like Jesus Trouble Christ. or Tremors or, you know, Perfection. Servo's uh, got it. Perfection. Thank you. Thank you, Servo and Boobery. Perfection. Pop goes and Perfection. Yes, it is owned by uh, Hasbro. 
Yeah. yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That that and the one with the fucking with the fucking like you put the you put the you put the swords through the pirate and then he fucking like jumps in your face. The Papa Pirate game. Yeah, Christ, fuck that one too. What about the alligator one? Do you ever play the alligator tooth job? There's an alligator one. The alligator tooth job. There's an alligator with all these teeth and his mouth is open and you give it a tooth job, but the it'll bite your hand. Man, man. Stop saying tooth job because because something totally different is coming to mind. <laughs> I'm not giving an alligator a tooth job. <laughs> we, it's this game. No, it's a real one where they have um uh you play an ortho an oral surgeon more like it on an alligator removing the teeth, but one of the teeth behind one of the teeth is a trap and the alligator will will chomp you. That's not the alligator sound that I thought it was. Crocodile dentist. Crocodile dentist. <clears throat> there was all kinds of weird again, games, man. Again, Hasbro, because they own Milton Bradley. Well, who did that weirdo one where you pick the guy's nose? Do you there know was what one it? where you pick a guy... What? <laughs> Cold, what you've never see, heard of this one? This was... No! Uh, uh, Gooey Louie. You've never heard of Gooey Louie? <laughs> I've oh. never heard of Gooey Louie, no. and I wish it had stayed that way. <laughs> you've got to fight. You've got to see Gooey Louie, man. Gooey Louie was this game where you pick this dude's nose. Uh, can I find it that fast? There I found it is. a commercial for it. Oh, play it. Play that audio, that sweet, sweet audio. It's the pick the guy's nose. Gooey Louie just sneezed. Look what came out of his nose. Gooey's. Pull one out, but watch out. Pick the wrong one, and he'll flip his leg. Oh, no. His brains flew out. Go ahead and pick a winner. Gooey Louie by Goliath. Goliath? Fuck. I'm glad I, I don't know this game. That's disgusting. <laughs> and I like disgusting things. And this is this is disgusting to me. <laughs> I thought this was uh, false advertising because on the box art, you can clearly see f he will flip his lid. Right? You, his brain is popping out of the top of his head. But if you look at the actual product, his brain is attached. It's not a projectile. Uh, in the, yeah, in the commercial, it comes flying out. Like, what do you, like what's it? Snakes in a can. Snakes in a can. You oh, know yeah, like the peanut the gag, can, right? Yeah, the snakes in the yeah. can. The peanut gag. Peanut brittle yeah. in a can, and it's a snake. It jumps out at you, and you're like, ah, fuck! I gotta stop that one. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm so, not surprised that you would. All right, I've got a game for you. Did you read any of my notes? I'm just, I just want to check to see if you're prepared or not. You might have to go into this. Yes, board. yes. I, I'm, I'm looking at your notes right now. All right. You know what I want to go? To? I want to go to our first operation of the day. Speaking of operations, Operation Beefcake. Operation Beefcake. There we go. Beefcake. Now we're in Operation Beefcake, and you know what that is? Today's game of the week. All right, today's game of the week Wheel is... Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's called Slurred Speech. And the object of this game is for Cold Acid to pronounce the names of each of these famous beer varieties. And there's a list of five varieties. I think we can just go through from the top to the bottom. I have the real answer in MP3 form. 
for every single one of these. And so uh, I can't, I won't say them, unfortunately. I guess I can post these in the chat. That way you can play along at home. And uh, da, 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 you want me to? Da, 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 I got want it. Me to start cold? Oh, okay. All right. So let's just uh, let's do one at a time. Uh, if everyone's ready, let me give me that first beer variety. Labatt. That is wrong. Unfortunately, I have the correct pronunciation here. It is actually Labatt. Did you hear that? What? Labatt. Fuck that! No, it's Labatt. Labatt. Come on, there it's a fucking friend. Of no, that's the official game. The official game uh, answer is lab it. I'll check with the judges. Hold on. All right, judges. What do you got back there? Where are we going? Okay, they say no. They say you're wrong. That's it. Uh, let's try number two. Your, your judges are Americans, aren't they? <laughs> let's try number two. The second one on the list. Red stripe. Say clearly. Red stripe. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's not it either. That's not the way to pronounce that beer variety. Uh, the correct answer was... Riestra. What? <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Nope, that's it. That's how the game works. <laughs> Do you want to try the third one? I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I can nail this one. Okay. Fosters. Fossa. Nope, sorry. Close, but no cigar. I think I think every Australian out there would disagree with you. Of course, most of them would also disagree that Foster's is a beer. Well, they're all retarded anyway. Fossa. That's how you say it. That's the official pronunciation. Uh, yeah. Anyone? Anyone want to try number four? Number four. I'll try. Okay. I'll try. Ding, ding, ding. All right. All right. Recognized? Bud. Wise. All right. Let's take a listen to the answer. Bulawazel. I think that was good. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> I didn't expect you to get any of these, uh, so I didn't even put a win sound on my board, but there we go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll call that close enough. That's one. You get one. <laughs> All right, there's one. And this last one. One point left on the board. One point. Uh, you could give it a shot. With how things have been going, I'm guessing Fateyer? And let's give it a listen. Fata to roll. No. Close enough. Uh, no, no. Close enough. No. Good answer. Good. No. Fata to roll. Nope, that's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> and there we go. I think we've got one point for cold acid. One out of five. All right. We got to do better next week with the game show of the week. All right. An operation beefcake has concluded. There we go. <laughs> what was that? The beefcake flying <laughs> off into the distance? That was the beefcake mobile uh, humming by. It's a little two-stroke engine. Yeah, you know what else is two-stroke? <laughs> what? I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid to answer! <laughs> I, I was going to say your mom, but that doesn't actually work out. But nobody says your dad. Uh you just say Joe There's no Biden. such thing as your dad jokes. Two strokes. Who had two strokes? Two uh, strokes. Biden? Yeah, I was going to say, there you go, two, two strokes. <laughs> the old two stroke. <laughs> Meet you two behind. stroke Joe. <laughs> two stroke Joe. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing <laughs> in this show? All right, we need a new segment. You want to you do an operation? How about... Uh, I, I think I think it's... Yeah, I think, I think we're on to Operation Snorlax. Operation Snorlax. All right, which we... is well well named because because this is 
about Pokemon. Okay, bring not on. just anything about Pokemon, about lewd Pokemon. Oh no. <laughs> all right. So have you have you heard of the Electric Tale of Pikachu? Yeah, I jerk off to it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I. I, I, I which is a manga? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it was. Stuff. It was a. It was the best-selling Pokemon manga of the '90s. And apparently, it was uh, it was drawn by a uh, hentai cartoonist. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, the electric tale of Pokemon of Pikachu. Uh, yes, uh, of of Pikachu. Thank you. <laughs> Get uh, it right. Was uh, was a story about Ash Ketchum and friends, including a highly sexualized Misty. And probably the dirtiest rendition of the Pokemon Center nurses you would find outside of Dojinshi. Aha! Uh -huh. This includes this includes things like Ash and Brock peeping on Misty while she's bathing. All right. Uh, Jesse, Jesse and James uh, uh, being a couple, and James bragging about uh, about having sex with Misty for some reason. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's um, a little out there. Wait a minute. What? So yes, for people who don't know, we got to explain who some of these characters are. I mean, we our our audience goes deep, but I'm not sure everyone is a Pokemon aficionado. So let's if, do a little. Yeah, but if they've if they've even seen like like a YouTube poop about that involves Pokemon, they'll they'll recognize Ash and Brock and Misty. Well, we should at least mention some of these minor characters. Like, how about the fact that every hospital inside the world of Pokemon is staffed by a nurse named Nurse Joy, and they are all identical sisters? How about the, how how about the there's police like ladies? Of them. There, there's like there's like a thousand I, like clones of the police lady, Officer who Jenny. Looks cold ass. Yeah, who Officer looks Jenny. almost yeah. And she almost looks the same as as Nurse Joy. Yeah, and so they have these uh, kind of every city they go to. It's like a running gag. Like they go there and it's Officer Jenny, and then they go to the next city and it's Officer Jenny again. It's like, no, that's my sister. She lives over there, and it turns out there's it, it's just a running gag, which I've always yeah, been a fan like, of. This it's like it's like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, except they're video game characters, female. And like, not rednecks. You 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 know who I'm. You know who I'm talking about, right? You're You've seen to... Newhart? No. No. Okay. So Bob Newhart. He had a couple of TV shows that were named after him. Uh, one of them was he was a psychologist, and the other he was running a inn in New England. Okay. And in that second one. Uh, there were these recurring characters, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, and their brothers. And so they would show up and like, Hi, I'm Larry, this is my brother Daryl, and this is my other brother Daryl. And they were, uh, in, despite being like very dumb hillbilly-ish, they were at the same time pretty erudite. Erudite? Erudite, yes. And so, <laughs> and so there was this... 
yeah, fuck off. And so there is a, like this really you're still, weird. You're still scrambling for the game. Them. It was uh. very funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just too much. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. They're, they're, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so I came across I came across that on uh, on CBR this this article about how the electric tail of Pikachu was drawn by was drawn by uh, Toshihiro Ono, who is you better known for drawing hentai. I see. And it's just you find out like the stuff that he put into this and Electric Tail was like something that would be published in like the regular manga phone books, right? Cuz mm-hmm. you know, like in Japan, uh the manga comic books are like they've got like a thousand different series in them and they're and the spine is like 3 inches long. Mm. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, my understanding is that's um not unheard of. Uh, there's plenty of artists, maybe staff artists on shows that have gone off and done side work with uh, adult comics and or have a following, a separate following. And like the guys who did, um, was it Tales of Vesperia? What, was, what the hell was his name? Um, he was kind of famous for doing it. Was that Rida? The uh, uh, kind of a shoujo guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, that's, but, that's interesting. I mean, Raina was was like always known for for doing like hentai stuff, right? Like that was that was his thing, man. Yeah, well, for a couple of years anyway, completely uh, completely clean. Well, not completely clean, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, we got some boostograms that were coming in. Uh, I want to mention them on the okay, show. Okay, so a here more. here we go. I found that he actually has a. Wikipedia name. So he draws hentai under a different name. Kemi Renjaku Sanpei. So it's not letting me select. Oh, the Dojinshi DB project. Well, this is something. I wasn't aware that there is like a a, a Dojinshi database out there. Hmm. Uh, I just thought it was uh, my hard drive. Uh, while you're pulling Hello. that up, while you're pulling that up. I want to read some postograms in the middle of the show instead of at the end. Uh, we had uh, coming in right in the middle of the show. We had uh, eighteen thousand six hundred seventy sats from Carolyn saying the pronunciation game amazing. Yeah, uh, forty-two thousand six hundred sixty-six sats saying uh, from Boobery. Wow, coming in with the big one saying my favorite Game Boy game was Pokemon. Two pumps and a wiggle. Ah, <laughs> uh, Boobery. <laughs> Oh, I don't see those. Two pumps and a wiggle. That's Doug Duo and a Jigglypuff. That's the code for that. That's in the code book if you look at it. Uh, I'm not seeing these boosts. Oh, well, I'm seeing them coming. LB just fucked up. Oh, here we go. Yeah, LB is is slow, and this other thing, Saturn, is just not working, I guess. Ooh, too bad. Too bad. While we're talking about that, though, there were a couple other boosts that uh, that we should mention that uh, that came in. Last week during my during my dance show, yes, yeah. So Sir Spencer he sent in two boosts, one one split between us and one just for me, Ooh. and each of them of sixty nine sixty nine sats. So the first one that came in says Cotton Mouth Joe Boost, Mary Danks Miss Eve, and it's got like Victory Sign, Alien, and a puff of smoke. The other one, the other one is uh the message was splits going rogue on idle able 
on idling. He, he was a little disappointed with the fact that you weren't there dancing with me. Yeah, so unfortunately I had a, an encounter, a rare encounter of a different kind that I had to deal with instead. Mm-hmm. So I had a... Had to record that show from prison. Unfortunately, uh, you can hear in the audio quality. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, I kept hearing the sounds in the background. Oh yeah, that was the uh, the prisoners getting restless in the cell next door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something about a hockey game. I don't know. Let's see. Um, oh, speaking of hockey game, uh, tomorrow is game five in the Leafs. Uh, what's it? The team from Tampa. Uh, lightning. They're playing lightning. Yeah, the Leafs and Lightning, and my guess is it's going to be the Leafs taking it to uh, to beat the Lightning in five because they lost one game. Then their last game in the series mm-hmm. was pretty crazy because at the in the third they were losing four to one, and then in like the last several minutes of the period they tied it up. And then won the game in overtime, five yeah. four. That was pretty. Uh, they did. They did that. I think on are you, that was game three. You're talking about, right? That was game four. Game four. Did they win in overtime in uh, previous game too? I'm not I sure, only... but I mean, this was a this was like an insane uh, come from behind at the last moment. Like people had already said, "Oh yeah, they've lost this game." Turning it off, going to bed, and then holy fuck, you wake up the next morning. What did I fucking miss? <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. have gone. I shouldn't have given up and gone to bed. I could have watched the awesomest comeback in years for the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a fun series. I've caught a couple of the games, not all of them, and uh, I'm a little surprised. I, I made a prediction that it. W- someone was asking who's going to win. I said, "Yeah, it's not going to be the Leafs." I said that earlier this no, year. No, but we're, at least we're going into second round. Yep. Well, it's uh, exciting stuff. I do like uh, do like a little sports talk once in a while. Do Same you here. Wrap up the operation. Do the next one. Yeah, let's hit the next story. All right, I'll zip that operation away, uh, and we've got coming up next Operation Brown and Out. <gasps> there we go. Now, this is one that's been uh, on every podcast. I heard everyone talking about this. All the podcasts I listened to, they had to have this. It's just completely dominated the news cycle. Um, this is the uh, TV host. Um, we try not to get too political here, but this is TV host whose shocking departure from mainstream TV everyone's talking about. Um, and I wanted to say something about this guy. I, I can't think of a single man who's brought more sense to the world. Uh, every weeknight for the past eight years, this guy's really going to be missed. Um, and I just wanted to say that uh, I don't think television will ever be the same. I, th- I think we have to find out if he's going to go independent or not or get picked up by someone else. But, you know, cold. What do you think? Uh, obviously, of course, I'm talking about James Corden is leaving the Late Late Show on Late Night TV. Can you believe this? So, I I don't watch the Late Late Show. It's, and uh, I haven't in, in like, over a decade, so I have no idea about oh, any of He's this. got his last episode, last episode coming up, and he's going to be gone. TV will not be the same. So Consequences are never the same. But... You know, every time one of these late night TV guys leaves, I get really, uh, 
I don't know. I, I always feel a little nostalgic, even if I never really liked them when they were on the air. Um, some of them I end up liking more after they they get on, they leave. So like Leno, I didn't like as much when he was on. I was much more of a Conan fan, but uh, I have gone back and watched some old uh, Tonight Show with Jay Leno uh, segments, and I said, you know what? I like the pretty, Craig's. Pretty good show. Craig's are great. Um, the uh, both of them were. I could never do Carson Daly. Ferguson, mm, yeah. I, I just never watched Craig Ferguson. I know some people who really liked him, though. But I was, my, my, my I, top I was liked, a Conan. I, I mean, was, he was he was good. He was better as Mr. Wick. But uh, he he was uh, he was pretty good on The Late Late Show. But yeah, uh, Kilborn, Kilborn was my, uh, was my favorite. That was when I would actually, like, stay up to watch the... Uh, the late late show. Yeah, I was I was a Conan boy, and I'd watch Letterman to warm up, and that was my shit. <laughs> that was my shit. Late night TV. <laughs> ah, it was so good. That's what that's what I did before I could drink. All right, that's the end of the segment, and we'll close that one out. There we go. A segment. Shit. I'm giving myself one of those. That's the end of the operation. The operation. <laughs> the operation. Oper- I should operation. get that. I should get that clip from that. Uh, the commercial operation you should you just should. put that on the board yeah. drive it all right we got another operation to do though you got an operation yeah, we got operation operation glue citadel glue citadel all right glue citadel yeah. so this is this is something that <clears throat> i i i'd mentioned this did a little bit of rant about it on uh on the fetty but like the the last episode of of Kizuna no LL I watched was episode three. And with how they ended that episode, I was like, even if I'm starting to warm to these characters and the story, there's no way I can continue watching after this bullshit. And you know what this bullshit was? They were they were doing this like selling or promote not selling, but promoting NFTs. Oh, with this with this little bullshit lesson about what is an NFT with the with the main character and one of the side characters who like shows up as a teacher. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, fuck this. This is not what I'm watching for. I want to see Kizna Eye doing stupid fun things. I don't want to see some girl who wants to be Kizna Eye trying to make me get turned on by non-fungible tokens. Get turned on by non-fungible tokens. Yeah. yeah. Non-fungible tokens can lick my ass. You know what the problem with getting turned on by non-fungible tokens? What? They're non-fuckable tokens. That's right. You know what? Yeah, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Non-fuckable tokens. No fucking... Yeah. No fucking fuck. Tokens. <laughs> ah, what are we doing on this show? I, uh, I, yeah. I mean, um, you know what? I, I don't watch anime to be sold on monkey pictures. For fuck's sake, mm. I watch anime because there are cool storylines and cute girls with big tits. <laughs> I think that uh, shit coinery is a sin. Shitcoinery is indeed a sin. However, I will I will say that if we want to move towards 
towards like a future free of ICANN interference with DNS and VeriSign monopoly and governments trying to trying to like take our names. Uh, we're kind of going to get stuck with one particular shitcoin, Ethereum, because everything that's fucking built on Ethereum, because it's a shitcoin designed for for contracts and apps, unlike Bitcoin, where that shit's been hacked in at best. Even Noster, I don't think, is going to go that far in the in the end of things, even if it does have some, like, Bitcoin or core support. Mm. I like, you know, all, all of these things, none of these things end up actually being a store of value the way that the way that cash or gold can be. Uh, they there's and we need some we need something that actually works like that instead of working like securities. Well, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I think I think in the end uh these sort, these sort of like cyber currencies are going to be the way out from from various forms of financial and economic oppression. But in their current form, I don't think it's I don't think it works that way because they don't work like currencies. They work like securities, mm. I and they are not nearly they are not nearly as fungible as people think. I mean, the fact that you can trace. Like the entire the entire history of a spent coin, right? Oh, uh, that's that, bullshit. Are you talking about ordinals? I'm talking. I'm talking about the fact that you can actually follow along, and I mean, even if you can't tell who is spending it, you have like this whole like the whole way that that works, right? It's a chain of transactions, so you can follow you can follow all the way back to every block where a coin's been minted, yeah. right? It's Whereas a, there are things, there are things like zero coin, which like you can't do anything like that. They they they're like virtual particles. When you when you use them, they come out of nowhere and they go back to nowhere. And but at the same time, you you have like proof that you have so much value. There's just no connection between your the value that you have in your wallet. And the actual coins being spent in transactions, right? Mm. Whereas with Bitcoin, you're it's essentially as opposed to virtual particles like that. It's an electron, man, and you can follow the path of an electron, even if you can't like exactly pinpoint its location or its velocity at the same time. In mm. a macroscopic sense, you can. And I, I always rag on people for uh, for trying to apply quantum effects to, like, because you can find the velocity of one. You can you can determine and its, posi and its position. You can determine these things statistically, but you can't measure them both simultaneously. At a macroscopic level, you can, uh, because I mean, just look at a cloud chamber. You can see its position. You can see uh, if you track it. You can see its velocity. So. If you say but, so. but well, I I do say so, and I I rag on people for for attributing spooky characteristics to uh, to you know electrons and and other other particles often have meaningful representations, and I call them a particle. Other objects have meaningful representations as particles. 
uh, electrons do behave like that. Now, photons are another story. Photons are spooky. Well, you're you're gonna <laughs> love you're gonna love something that I bring up later. Oh, you want to jump straight to it? We can we could switch operations. We got the operation. No, I switcher. don't. Ah, okay, we'll switch back. I don't. No, I got. I got more fun. Some you got another story to uh, was, to come across. The operations can be in any order. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking it's time for Operation Purple Post. Purple People Post. People need to know this. Oh, this is a uh, Purple Post. All right, let's just get let loaded up. This is a little just mention. I I saw this come across my desk, and uh, I said, "Yeah, no surprise." Absolutely not surprised at all. This is a feature... No, but people, but people need to be told this every so often anyways, because a lot of people forget that this sort of these short shenanigans are going on. Microsoft Edge uh, has a feature built into it that sends URLs you visit to Bing's API, presumably to help you. It's to help you. They just want to make it I'm better. I'm sure it is. And this is the same shit that I've I've been hyper skeptical ever since I typed in something in the search in um in Windows must have been Windows 8 when that first happened. You type something in in the search and it tries to search Bing for it. And all I could think is this is just a trap to get more um to get more strings sent to Bing for analysis. Yeah. And they're hoping you accidentally do it. You know, it's like I've always thought you could make a pretty good scam out of having a um, a website where you log in and you have a credential. But then what you do is you just in, if someone types in the wrong password, uh, you just save whatever they typed in because there's a pretty good chance that that's just another password in, in for some people's cases. If they're trying to use multiple passwords, like they'll type in two or three. Well, those are the two or three that unlock their Facebook and their bank account and all the other stuff that they have. So just by having a, um, a window you can type stuff into, uh, you can harvest data from that. And that's how kind of how I see this Bing uh, feature in Windows. And I guess it wasn't that effective because they had to just put it into Edge just straight in the browser instead of waiting for you to accidentally type something sensitive inside there and and, uh, and sell that off to the highest bidder. Instead, they're just going to look at every website you go to. Well, well with some exception. every website. Yeah, there's, there's a list of sites where they don't, uh, such as Pornhub, TikTok, and Pinterest. Uh, the, it's a domain filter map, I think, is what that yes, file is that's called. Yes, that's what they call it. And uh, what it looks like is each of these each of these items in the in the list, um, they can have a collection of different patterns, which are which are done as I mean as uh, JavaScript regular expressions, mm-hmm. right? Like each when. They have a link to the actual endpoint that provides the list, and it's showing all these things. But it not all of them have a pattern, uh, have like anything in pattern list at all, right? So YouTube does, TikTok does, Billy Billy and Pinterest do, mm-hmm. Facebook does, but not Engadget, not The Verge, mm-hmm. not Roblox. And not Pornhub, despite them being there in the list. I'm just looking at the ones. So Allure is in the list. CNET and Gadget. Yeah, interesting. Send all, mm-hmm. ignore all. So the question there is: Does it just does it just match? If there's nothing in pattern list, 
the domain property of the of the object? Yeah, it's it's really um, it's it's really nefarious because anytime you a, a signal could be very small, it could be just a little light uh, on the maybe on the roof of your house, little red light that blinks every time your your door opens or close closes, or you know there's there's movement inside, you know, well, that would be a huge security risk, for example, because you could just stand outside. If you knew that light was there, that little LED was blinking, you could say, well, it's not blinking. He's not, he's not home or he's not moving. And, uh, you know, and what we're talking about is one bit of information. What I've just described is one bit of information peer, peering yeah. in from the outside that could have just crazy effects on, uh, on your ability to, uh, avoid being <laughs> robbed. Uh, if it made it really easy to case you. So, I mean, the best thing you could do is not put that, that retarded system in your, uh, in your house or apartment that gives away your scenario. The same thing with your browser. You know, you just don't want any signals. And, and the fewer bits of information you generate and broadcast to untrusted parties, and I consider some of these like Microsoft, uh, I'll say it, I think they're an untrusted party. As in, yeah. at any time they're going to turn around and fuck you over, and you got to be ready for it. So don't build That's your pretty, castle pretty much on Microsoft every sand. every business on the web. I would say if you build, don't and bu- Mozilla, uh, Cotton Gin gives Karma to Firefox there in the chat, but doesn't remember when <laughs> Firefox was like promoting the sort of the sort of telemetry they were sending back and said. Hey, do these do these surveys with all this data about all the browsing you've done over the past month, and we'll send it up to the Mozilla mothership. Yeah, Mozilla was compromised some years ago in my mind. I I completely moved. Away very from much that. so, man. And I was I was so big about Mozilla that I was actually like a contributor. Uh, in the on the credits page for the Mozilla project, my name is there because of my contributions, um, mainly with the early calendar project hmm. uh, back when back when that was uh, uh, first donated by this company called OE1 to Mozilla, and before it became Sunbird and everything. But yeah, it's like it's like Mozilla. Yeah, when they decided, hey, we're gonna go from Mozilla Foundation to having Mozilla Corporation to develop Firefox, right? And it will send money up to the foundation. Well, that's when everything went shit. Man, I blame Mitchell Barker Baker. Let's see. Uh... That's all I got for that story. Let's, uh, or that operation, yeah. like operation. There we go. We'll get that and we'll just zip it away. There we go. Yep. I think we're ready for another one. We got to cram them in, yes. man. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to space with this one. Okay. Janeway to bridge report. Paris broke out of confinement in engineering. He used a phaser on the port plasma conduit. We have power failures all over the ship. Where is he now? We're having trouble tracking him. We can't get power to the internal sensors. Tuvok has security teams searching deck by deck. I'm on my way to the bridge. (laughs) 
you ever watch, uh, did you ever watch the classic Spider-Man cartoon from the 1960s? I watched a VHS of it I once when I was a child. Okay, have you, also, have you watched Star Trek the animated series? No, I have no? not. No? No. I've avoided some of these Star Trek shoot-off projects. I, I watched them really bad Okay, ones. this one, this was not a, this was not a spin-off project, considering that it actually had the voices of Bill Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kellis, Kelly, James Doohan, etc. This was this was an animated continuation of the original series. Okay. Uh, okay. Produ uh, produced by Funim uh, Filmation. I was Funimation. thinking this is the one from a couple years ago, but no. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about Lower Decks. Okay. Good. No, I'm. This was this was back in like 1970. Oh, 73, 74. Wow. Anyway, the company that did this, Filmation, they had this kind of style to it. Uh, they they also did uh, He Man, uh, Fat Albert. He Man. Hey hey hey. Hey 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 hey. hey. Meanwhile, oh, the company that did no. Spider Man. The Spider-Man cartoon, they had earlier done Rocket Robin Hood. And these cartoons, I had, well, with the exception of He-Man, have a very similar sort of look and feel to them. And so and so this uh, this dude from Toronto, uh, him and his wife, they have this uh, they have this business that does animation and puppetry called Gazelle Automations. And some some while ago, like about a year ago. Uh, did a Star Trek The Next Generation, the animated series. A short video that takes a bit from uh, from the best of both worlds and animates it in that sort of filmation style. So, you know, when when they're getting trying to get away from the Borg and the Borg abduct Picard, right? Mm -hmm. That part of, of Best of Both Worlds Part 1... And it's got this whole, it's got this whole, like, 60s look and feel. And as you heard, with the, with the bit that I played from their follow-up, Star Trek Voyager, the animated series, yes. using the infamous episode Threshold, that's, that's the one where Tom Paris, uh, uh, goes to warp 10 and starts, Evolving quickly, kidnapping mm. Janeway, and they both evolve into lizards on some planet. Uh, and they have to be de-evolved back down to humans. Yeah. They're, yes, the the most terrible episode of the series. And I mean, Voyager was not without its lemons, I mean, right? can we talk about Tuvix? <laughs> can we talk about how great Tuvix was? <laughs> yeah, there's a... Yeah, <laughs> that would have been another good one for to be done in this style. But anyway, yeah, so... So I was I'm hoping that next they'll do Star Trek Deep Space 9 the animated series because I mean there's there's some moments in that that would be that would be fun to see in this style. Uh, maybe maybe parts of Trials and Tribulations which was a very fun episode. <sighs> Star but, Trek uh, man. Yeah. So that's my start. So let me tell you something else. I found, I found, while going through all of this, there was a dude who actually put together uh, several 
additional episodes for Star Trek the Animated Series. Okay. He he produced three additional episodes and released them of what the most recent one was in 2020. And uh, yeah, very, very interesting that... That there is still like a following to Star Trek the Animated Series and that whole filmation style of the 1960s. It, it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to be putting those in the show notes, the all these links. And yeah, like, I guess you haven't seen them. You should watch these. Uh, if I have to, if I have to, like, uh, use psionic powers to, like, stick you to your chair after <laughs> no. the show to watch these videos. Because it's it's a lot of fun. You no. got to see them. Uh, the way, in, like, the way that Star Trek Voyager, the animated series video ends, like, because they use, like, this, they use the same sort of, like, music cues and stuff. It, don't, it doesn't use, like, the actual TV show's music. It uses the sort of music that you'd hear on, like, Star Trek the Animated Series or the car- the Spider-Man cartoon of the 60s. So it's and complete with like humorous moments. You got you got to see these. There it's it's totally a lot of fun. All right, we'll put it on the to-do list. You better watch. And by the way, Crack- you don't need psionic uh powers to get me to stick to this chair. It's already very sticky. Gross. All right. Now what can we do? What can we do? We don't have a lot of time left. I think I only have one or two things. Um, should I do Operation Eagle or Operation Hush Puppy? Uh, not Hush Puppy. Do you want to do Hot Cross Buns and just figure it? Just finish it off? I feel like if we don't skip uh, the Hot Cross Buns, we're not going to get the Hot Cross Buns. No, nah, man. I'm, the, the next one that I have is, is more important. Honestly. So Operation Boss Baby. All right, there you go. Yeah. So the the epic lawsuit against Apple. Uh, depending on who you ask, Apple won or Epic won. Uh, Ooh. So from what Routers published. Apple cannot ban links to outside app store what? payments. U.S. appeal court says. Wait, wait, Meanwhile, hold on. You, I gotta stop you. Wait a minute. Nobody knows who won. Who is this? Like a Miyazaki is the judge or something? How do you not know who won? It's like it's not like who won or lost. It's different. It's different opinions on it. It's, it's so is the court so is the tech- case like a David Lynch film or something? How do you not know who won? I think it's less Lynchian and more Kafkaesque. Okay. All right. I, I digress. Let's go. Yeah. So TechCrunch says Apple wins. And Reuters, the, the article that they published, uh, sound makes it sound like Epic won. So you, you remember Epic was... Epic decided to sue Apple when Apple said... Hey, we don't. We're not going to let you keep publishing Fortnite on right. our platform if we don't get a cut of all the micropayments. Yes, I remember right? this. And so, and so, Epic took Apple to court, and we discussed this back back when that started, but we never followed up on it, and it just came out that there was there was a decision made, 
and it was appeal, and this appeal uh, says that the the federal court decision that Apple is not allowed to prevent you from publishing things that link to third-party in-app payment options, right? But at the same time says that uh, uh, that Apple is not acting in an antitrust fashion with their app store policies. Mm. So it's, it's kind of, you know, like it can go back and forth, right? On who, on who won for one thing, Epic, Epic gets what they, what they wanted that what led, what essentially led to the lawsuit in the first place. Right. And then Apple still like, mostly won the overall decisions. So it's like they're and they're both appealing the the result like the appeals court decision. So they both think that there's more for them to gain uh against the other. So, you know, this is this is ongoing, but uh you know, it's like it's it's like you know, like when when Godzilla and, and like Mecha Godzilla fight, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's good seeing one kicking the ass of the other, but it's still all the little people who are getting crushed underfoot. You, you know what it's like? It's like epic rap battles of history, except with uh, Tim Cook and Tim Sweeney. <laughs> and who won? Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I'm practicing my cues. I want to be sharp with them. Uh, I think we got to hit Operation Eagle. Operation Eagle. All right, we're going to close on that. Before we go, I want to say this has been the Rare Encounter program. Uh, We still got a little more show, but I want to let you all know we have rareencounter.net as our homepage. You can... Pop in there and see our old episodes. You can see links to all our other stuff. You can see when we're live. We have a chat room. And there's ways to contact us, too. Uh, You can chat along live, listen live. We record every Wednesday um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, So you check us out there. We also have a way you can send boostergrams to us. You might have heard earlier in the show we had some people send boostergrams. And we'll read them on the air if they come in during the show. Uh, there's one more we haven't gotten to yet, which was 8,888 sats from Carolyn. Came in uh, about halfway through the show. Boosting for Bob Newhart talk. Great to see him do stand-up. He is based as fuck. Thanks, Carolyn. He was a great, he is a great comedian. Is he still, is he still alive? I thought he died recently. Um, I, I'm, I'm I looking believe it up that's right now. true. Oh, he is, he is still with us. I, I at the, honestly thought at the he was ripe dead. old age of ninety three. I honestly thought he was dead. That's uh, good news. It was his it's his wife who died this year. Oh no! So he's a widower now. A widower. It always yeah, sounds ninety three. Ninety three years old. That's something, man. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> on the dead wife's uh, uh, story tip uh i've got a story from the guardian this is a follow-up it's in operation eagle all right are you ready for this do you get your yeah code book? i'm do you, ready do you got your code book i got my code book a florida killer it, an unexpected florida killer case closes after 33 years with a surprise plea deal 
this is a story we covered on the thirty-three. This is a uh, this was the clown murder that we had covered some yeah. time ago. This is the doorstep murder case of the husband's former wife. So. In May 1990, I'm just going to read a little from the article, a clown came to Marlene Warren's door, handed her carnations and balloons, and then shot her to death in front of her son. A clown did. And this was the clown murder case. They've been trying to find out who was this and get a uh, conviction. And they ended up with a plea deal for Sheila Keen Warren, um, not Quinoa. King Warren pleaded uh, guilty to second degree murder for this 33 years later. So uh, I, I remember covering this and just thinking, wow, there's a killer clown on the loose. They can't prove it. You know, they didn't have a conviction at the time. So very uh, closure, I guess. I mean, but it's just one of those wild things. You don't expect to be off by a clown, like of all things. It's a weird I way don't to know. Go. I I would expect being offed by a clown. Ah, uh, one of those two pump, two honk. <laughs> hey, you know yeah. my that that clown down the road, two honks, <laughs> two honks skunk. <laughs> man, man, clowns are fucking evil. Of course, they're gonna off people. <sighs> they're that's why they're so unexpected. Exactly. Well, I think that's all we got. We're hitting our our times pretty well. Oh, uh, I just wanted. One more. I wish we could have covered these other these other topics of mine as well, but uh, yeah, we I gotta. guess they they're good enough to be pushed off one more week. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got. All right. Well, that was the rare encounter program. Until next time, next week. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay pretty, boys. Adios. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?